This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Friday. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined now by Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Matt, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? You know, you come in here on Friday and it looks kind of rough to start. I mean, just uh, not much in the way of buying. I mean, uh, bean market down six, seven cents. Corn market down two or three cents. It's just not... uh, not looking like it's going to be a, a fun day, I guess, for the green bulls, if you will. But uh, you look over and, you know, you try to look at what else is going on. And it's interesting that the dollar is actually lower uh, and crude oil is up. So uh, here lately, it's just seemed like at times some of the things that normally make sense to us don't necessarily make sense. So, uh, you know, it seems like several of these markets are kind of trading on their own fundamentals. So if you're wondering, you know, what, why is corn and beans down? Well, I think it's because it's improved rain chances in Brazil. You know, in uh, the the hot, dry environment here lately has been what's driven us. Hot. So I guess it uh, makes sense that we would maybe be giving some of that back. And Matt, it's kind of interesting that switch pretty quickly because we saw the markets, you know, the prices were climbing when it looked like that forecast was going to remain dry. We knew there was some chance for some rain. It looks like that must be materializing because it's gone the other way. Yeah, I mean, it's a weather market for sure. And so, uh, you know, you look at what what are people calling for? And it looks like two to four inches on a pretty decent chunk of Brazil. But I mean, their normal rainfall for the month of uh, November in their growing areas is like seven, ten inches. So they're definitely going to be running deficits still. You know, you look at their drought monitor, similar to the drought monitor we look at for here in the U.S., and they have definitely running some huge deficits. You know, it just depends on who you watch, but most of these forecasters right now are saying if they get some rain next week, you know, they're not going to be surprised. They think they'll get something. But they're kind of looking for us to get driving after that. So if that's the case, then, you know, this weather market may not totally be over just yet. Matt, is there any better, I guess – picture that we've gotten of how volatile it's been this year when we look at the harvest progress numbers from earlier this week and we saw in the western corn belt you know everyone's getting darn close to wrapping up with corn and in the eastern corn belt how much they still had left to go because it hadn't quite dried down yet yeah i mean it's kind of crazy to be honest with you i mean in the eastern corn belt and then oh i don't know northern indiana and michigan there's areas right now even that guys are still picking wet corn i mean it's just kind of wild and a lot of it has to do with weather pattern of course eastern corn belt had more rain through the growing season especially the latter part of the growing season kind of kept that crop alive and then you know cooled off at least in those parts of the country you know and then what that did is is it just kind of makes it tough to be able to get this to dry down uh, where most people would like to harvest it but you know in the western corn belt certainly still dry not as bad as what they were last year but still dry biased. And uh, with that being the case, of course, uh, that crop dried down for them where they're able to get in the field and get that harvested. So definitely a tale of two uh, falls, if you will. Uh, But the Western Corn Belt, thank goodness, wasn't as bad off as what they were a year ago. And here in Iowa and Illinois, we know they are very, very close to wrapping up with harvest. Matt, what are we seeing on the other side of the ag marketplace with the livestock complex? You know, uh, cattle just got nailed again on Thursday. Basically, uh, feeders, fats went down. You know, you got a cattle on feed report here on Friday afternoon, 2 o'clock after the close. Most people are expecting it to be another bearish report. We had a bearish report there in October. You know, if that's the case, and I think uh, it's one of the last ones we're going to have where we're excessively bearish. Um, but with that being said, it's pretty tough to get buyers to come on in and buy this market. So, yeah, I don't know that you can expect near as negative a day here today as what you saw on Thursday. Uh, 
Uh, but by all means, I think that buyers might be a little reluctant to step in here and do anything in front of what is, uh, you know, basically projected to be a pretty rough report. Matt, we were talking earlier this week with Jim McCormick about the potential implications of the meeting between President Biden and Xi, and Xi Jinping in San Francisco and whether or not they were going to maybe be able to smooth over relations enough to where China could start to buy some protein from us. Do you think that's a possibility here going forward? You know, you've got to think it's a possibility. Uh, there's a lot of credence lent to, oh, you know, they're upset with us. They don't want to buy off us. My personal opinion, though, Mark, is that um, if we're the cheapest supply, they're going to find a way to get it bought from us. Um, they're very shrewd marketers, do a really good job of getting stuff bought cheap. Uh, and I think that, uh, in essence, if we're going to be competitive, they're going to be coming to buy from us. So, yes, there's a lot of fanfare going on in this meeting. I understand that uh, anytime you have uh, someone like that visit the country, you know, just like whenever we send, uh, you know, our president or, or any of our diplomats to other countries, there's going to be a lot of fanfare, but I think ultimately what it's going to boil down to is economics. And Matt, speaking of economics, here in the United States, some of the economic data we've received recently, is that friendly towards the protein sector and the, I guess, average American's ability to buy protein? Yeah, I mean, in essence, what you saw uh, earlier this week, whenever the Dow screamed higher, uh, that was because inflation data actually came in better than expected. And with that being the case, most people felt like, hey, you know, interest rates probably going to be done going up for now. Anytime you see equities very strong, there's a pretty decent chance you're going to see cattle market be fairly strong as well, because the cattle market relies pretty heavily on consumer confidence, you know, and whether people feel like they're in a better situation uh, or at least a good situation where they can go out on Friday night and buy, you know, a hundred dollar steak. I mean, we all know it's not cheap to go to town and, and eat nowadays. Now you can find some really good places cheaper than that. But you know what I'm saying. So, you know, I think that uh, you watch the equities pretty closely, kind of see how people are feeling about things. And that definitely gives you a really good idea, you know, of what's going to happen with this cattle market. But in the grand scheme of things, we can't forget this is the lowest the cattle herd has been 65, 70 years. That's not something you fix overnight, especially whenever you keep putting heifers in the feedlot instead of retaining them. Matt Bennett of agmarket.net with lots of great information as always. Matt, how can our listeners get in touch for more marketing information? Yep, just go to agmarket.net. You can find about anything you want as far as research is concerned. If you want to get one of us to come speak at your event, you name it. Uh, all of our contact info is there, so just go to agmarket.net. Matt Bennett, thanks so much and have a great weekend. Absolutely, bud, you too. That was Matt Bennett with AgMarket.net. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down four even at 470 and three quarters. January soybeans down 10 and three quarters at 1349 and a half. January soybean meal down $8.50 at 440 70. January soybean oil up 50 cents at 51.34. Chicago wheat down five and a quarter at 548 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat down six even at 720 even. Kansas City hard red wheat down nine and a quarter at 618 and a quarter. December oats unchanged at 351 and a quarter. On the Merck, December live cattle up 17 cents at 174.92. November feeder cattle down five cents at 229.37. December lean hogs down 45 cents at 71.02. December pork cutout unchanged at 81.45. And class three milk up five cents at 17.15. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.